God, please bless Tara and the word she's about to say. Hope it um, blesses a lot of people. And whenever she was teaching me, she really had a good influence on me. Amen. 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 And then, thank you, Austin. Man, I'm about to start crying. I haven't even started. Uh, Mario, you might want to turn me down a little. I'm going to get excited. How are you guys doing? Uh, that's like totally terrible. You got to understand, like two weeks ago, we were at the same camp. Last week, we had like 150 little nose pickers at the office, and now we're back. So I need you to get really amped and excited and loud for all the older folk in the room like myself. How many of you guys are excited to be at camp? Uh, no, that's terrible. Like, I should have had chicken pox this morning and not came. Who's excited about camp? <laughs> All right, we'll work with it. Hey, I'm excited to be here. And um, while we're talking about mothers and fathers, I don't have any children because I don't have a husband, but maybe one day. But I'm going to give a quick shout out. This is my mom and dad. Everyone say hi, mom and dad. Hi, mom and dad. And uh, my mom's heart, her aorta ripped open in the spring, and so I'm really glad she's alive and well. And um, I used to not always love my parents. I used to hate them, actually, for a very long time. So um, I, I love them now. God has done beautiful things. Anyway, we'll move along. We're talking, um, we're talking this week about chosen. Everyone say chosen. Chosen. Now, let me ask you a question. I'm going to expect you to be honest because I'm going to be very, very honest with you this week. How many of you have ever wanted to be a part of something, some sort of group or club or sports team so bad and you just were not chosen? Anyone? I played football when I was a kid in elementary school and I was always the last one chosen. Okay? And sometimes we kind of get this complex about ourselves and our life stories become this thing and that's how we relate to God. We sing that song, God, you're a good, good father. But, but what if your father's not good? What if you don't have a father? What if you don't know a father? It becomes like a filter. And, and yeah, we sing it and we lip service and we raise our hands because the dude said raise our hands. But really deep down inside in our hearts, if we're being honest, we're kind of jaded about it. So we're like, yeah, that's, that's maybe true for you, but not for me. We're, we're talking about chosen this week. And for some of us, that's a difficult thing to understand because the reality is for all of our lives, we've never been chosen. We've always been last. Least liked. Last picked. Have you ever invited yourself to something? Because you wanted to belong? You ever pretended you were something you weren't so that you could be a part of the in crowd? Chosen. Everyone wants to be chosen. But for some of us, we've never felt that way. We're going to jump into Romans 8, starting in verse 12. It says this, So then, brothers and sisters, just says brothers, but it means the same thing. could say family. So then, family... We are debtors, not to the flesh, to live according to the flesh. For if you live according to the flesh, you will die. Everyone say, dun, dun, dun. <laughs> But if by the Spirit you put to death the deeds of the body, you will live. 
For all who are led by the Spirit of God are sons of God. For you did not receive the spirit of slavery to fall back into fear, but you have received the spirit of adoption as sons by whom we cry, Abba, Father. The Spirit himself bears witness with our spirit that we are children of God, and if children, then we are heirs, heirs of God and fellow heirs with Christ, provided we suffer with him in order that we may also be glorified with him. Chosen. Chosen. Chosen by who and chosen for what? Chosen. Verses 12 and 14. So then, brothers, we are debtors not to the flesh to live according to the flesh. Flesh meaning your body. For if you live according to the flesh, you will die. Dun, dun, dun. I've got like five of you with me, okay? For if we live according to the flesh, we will die. But if by the Spirit you put to death the deeds of the body, you will live. For all who are led by the Spirit of God are sons of God. See, the, the, the thing is this. You can be led by the Spirit into sonship of God, or you can be led by flesh into sin and separated from God. You can be led by the Spirit into sonship with God, or you can be led by your flesh into sin, separated from God. We're all led by something. We're all led by someone. Who you are led by determines the course of your life. We live in a society and a culture that says it's all about you, and it's all about me. How many followers can I get? How many likes can I get? How many direct messages can I get? Let me take a selfie. Let me be popular. I mean, really, because who defines what is cool? We are talking about this at lunch today, this ridiculous video where people paint dots on their face and they say, like, don't judge. And it's like, whoo, like, who, who said that was cool? Who, who even said that was anything? But, but we're like a bunch of sheep and we just follow the crowd, don't we? If we're being honest. We, we just listen to whatever music because that's what all of our friends do. And we want to be chosen. We want to be a part of the in crowd. We want to be a part of what everyone else is doing. You guys live in a society and a culture that is filled with self. Back in the day, 1980s, with Rubik's Cubes and the Gospel Bill Show, Pre-Facebook, pre-email, wasn't like that. I grew up hearing stories about missionaries who saved the world. Now, it's constant. You got tablets, you got iPods, you got cell phones, you got iPhones. Y'all got nicer stuff than I do, some of you. (laughs) You're saturated with it, but you got to understand this. What you are led by defines who you are. Who is it that you say you are? See, the thing is, you can be led by the Spirit into sonship with God, or you can be led by your flesh into sin, which separates you from God. Sin is any bad choice, thought, word, deed, separates you from God. Can't know the end without knowing the beginning. It all started in the garden. You guys know the story. Adam and Eve are in the garden, and and they had one rule. God had one rule for them. He said, don't mess with the tree in the middle. Y'all remember the story? 
he, he said, don't mess with the tree in the middle. And Adam and Eve are like, okay, cool. And the story goes like this. They walked in the cool of the day with God. I hate walking. So when I read that, I envision like the motorized shopping carts at H-E-B because I love those. And, and I just envision like going on a scooter ride with God. But it says this, they walked in the cool of the day with God. There was perfect fellowship. There was no brokenness. There was no sin. There was no cancer. There was no divorce. It was perfect fellowship with God the Father. But there was one rule. Don't mess with that tree. And what did they do? They messed with the tree. It wasn't me. I want to talk to that lady, Lord. I don't know, right? They messed with the tree, but here's the thing. Adam and Eve got robbed of an entire garden of perfection and beauty because of one tree. That's when sin entered the world. And our sin separates us from God. It alienates us from God because, see, the thing is, you can be led by the Spirit into sonship with God, or you can be led by your flesh into the sin which separates you from God. It was perfect in the beginning. It was just how God wanted it. Until they messed it up. And until we messed it up. You can't appreciate the Father if you're not a son. I, you know, I don't really know how to be a daughter. I'm one of seven kids. I have a twin sister. She's my best friend. Grew up in a home with all kinds of crazy abuse and chaos. At the age of eight, I was desperate to know that there was a God who was real. I was counseling my mother who has a mental illness because there was abuse in the home. And I was scared for my life. And every night I would cry myself to sleep. Saying, God, if you're real, I need you. I, I, I didn't know how to be a daughter. I had to be the adult in the family. I had to cook my own dinner. I had to look out for my mom. I had to counsel my parents. Fast forward 20, 30 years. Here I am in Texas. Eight years ago I got here. And there were two things that people at House of Faith did, and it drove me nuts. They hugged you, and they prayed. And it drove me batty. And I didn't get it. They had this, like, ooey-gooey love with the Father, and I'm like, you're tripping. Like, okay, you can have your Hallmark channel with Jesus, okay? I'm going to do me, you do you. And then I discovered the truth was that I was getting robbed of all that God had for me. All that God had for me. So I began to pray. You know what I began to pray? I prayed this for a long time because I didn't get it. Because you see, I hated my parents and I had unforgiveness in my heart. And I, and I had all these broken, deep things in my heart that just kind of made me a mess. So I prayed one simple prayer for years. I said this, God, would you teach me how to be your kid? Because I want to be your daughter. And I don't get it. I don't understand that. Would you teach me? Would you help me to get it? Because before I could appreciate God the Father, I had to acknowledge and identify that I was his child. Chosen. Chosen. Chosen by who and for what? Because the thing is this, you can be led by the Spirit into sonship with God, or you can be led by your flesh into your sin, which alienates you. And separates you from God. 
the verse says this, we are debtors not to sin because if we live according to the flesh, we will die. Don, don, don. Insert your own dramatic theme music. It's not talking a physical death necessarily, it's talking a spiritual death. You know why people keep abusing drugs and alcohol and keep abusing people and keep stealing stuff? You know why it keeps going and going and going? Because they're dead. They're dead in their sin. It's a vicious cycle, man. It doesn't satisfy. It doesn't satisfy. The Bible says if you live according to the flesh, you will die. But that is not who we are. Chosen. Chosen by who and for what? Because it's, the, the thing is this. You can be led by the Spirit into sonship with God. Or you can be led by your flesh into your own sin, which separates you from God. Chosen. Chosen. Cream of the crop. Picked, highlighted, selected. Congratulations, you've won. Hey, I want you. Chosen. Chosen. Debt. Who, who thinks they know what debt means? Anyone in here? Zane, what do you think it means? A debt is something that you owe. A debt is something that you owe, okay? So I went to college. I went to college in Illinois. It took me nine years for a four-year degree. Don't ask. Don't do it. <laughs> took me nine years for a four-year degree, and guess what? I owe $43,000 to Sally Mae. I call her my cousin because I owe her so much money. Because I put myself through school. I am $43,000 in debt. I'm not proud of that. Stay out of debt, kids. But you got to do what you got to do. Debt is something that you owe. Your life pays a debt to someone or something. Your life costs something. It speaks of something. Are you in debt to the sin that has entangled you? We're going to talk more about that tomorrow. Are you in debt to Jesus? It says this, that for freedom, Christ has saved you and set you free. Matthew 27, 15 says this. I don't know where it says it. That's not the right verse. But it says this, that Christ has saved you and he set you free so that you can be free. Chosen. Chosen by who and for what? Because the thing is this, you can be led by the Spirit into sonship of God or you can be led into your flesh and sin which separates you from God. You're created for freedom. I'm going to finish with this. It's in a story, Matthew. <laughs> Hey, that's what, that's what Matthew 27 is for. Here we go. Matthew 27, 15. The guy's name is Barabbas. It's Barabbas. It says this. Now at the feast, the governor was accustomed to release for the crowd any one prisoner whom they wanted. And they had then a notorious prisoner called Barabbas. So when they had gathered, Pilate said to them, Whom do you want me to release for you? Barabbas or Jesus who was called Christ for he knew that it was out of envy that they had delivered him up 
Besides, while he was sitting on the judgment seat, his wife sent word to him, Have nothing to do with that righteous man, for I have suffered much because of him today in a dream. Now the chief priests and the elders persuaded the crowd to ask for Barabbas and destroy Jesus. The governor again said to them, Which of the two do you want me to release for you? And they said, Barabbas. Pilate said to them, Then what shall I do with Jesus who was called the Christ? They all said, Let him be crucified. And he said, Why? What evil has he done? But they shouted all the more, Let him be crucified. Barabbas. He was in chains, locked up, a prisoner, a murderer, a thug, a thief, Barabbas, in debt to his own flesh for the own sin that he committed, Barabbas. See, the thing is, you can be led by the Spirit into sonship of God, or you can be led by the flesh into your own sin, which further separates you from God. Chosen. By who and for what? Go ahead and play that, Mario, that song. I'm about to be done. Barabbas. Put yourself in that story for a moment. How could they? Man, what punks that crowd? Are you kidding me? They chose Barabbas over Jesus? Jesus, the same guy who healed their sick children? Jesus, the same Son of God who never once committed a sin? Jesus, the same miracle worker who fed thousands and thousands of hungry people with just a little sack lunch? Jesus, the one who walked on the water, the, the one who opened the blind eyes so they could see. Jesus, the one who said, hey, put your nets over there. And so many fish came in and broke the nets. Are you kidding me? Barabbas over Jesus? That murderer? That thug? That thief? He owed time. He was a criminal. And the crowd shouted, we want Barabbas. Crucify Jesus. Are you kidding me? That's how it really went down. That, that's what the scripture says. And, and it's not chicken soup for the bored soul. It's not just a fairy tale. That's how it really went down. In the town square that day. As all the people were gathered. They said, Fray Barabbas. Look at him. But here's what the father knew. The father knew the end of the story. He knew the bigger picture. The father knew that he had to treat Jesus like Barabbas so that the father could treat Barabbas like Jesus. Pitch yourself in the story. Where are you? I know where I am. I'm Barabbas. Oh, wretched sinner. I get it wrong all the time. I'm Barabbas. If I'm being honest, I'm the one who should have been there. I'm Barabbas. 
But the father said, no. You're mine. I choose you. You're mine. I choose you. You ever been chosen by someone? You're like, oh, no, you ain't picking me. What? <laughs> you want me? And that's the response I'm left with to this holy God who says, Tara, I choose you. You're mine. I want you. You're in. You're a part of the inner circle. Come here, Barabbas. Come here, Tara. Come on, Rachel. Hey, Kevin, you're my favorite. Come on, Bodie. Come on, Kate. You're in. You're in. You're invited. You're part of the family. You're part of the inner circle. You are no longer Barabbas who is chained up and alienated because of sin and mistakes and failures. Because God the Father sees something greater in you and he says, I choose you. <laughs> it's mind-blowing, isn't it? The Father had to treat Barabbas like Jesus so that the Father had to treat Jesus like Barabbas so that Barabbas could be treated like Jesus. See, that's why he sent Jesus. Because someone needed to take the penalty. Someone needed to pay the debts. I'm Barabbas. And I know God has chosen me. And, and as much as that's true for me, he's chosen you. It's true. But you have a choice to make. Because here's the thing. You can be led by the Spirit of God into sonship of God. Or you can be led by your flesh into sin which further alienates you from God. Who do you say that you are? Deep in your heart, who are you really? I get the whole camp thing. We can sing and shed a tear and raise our hands. But at night when you put your head on your pillow and there's no one around and it's all quiet, who do you say that you are? Because you are not Barabbas. You are not a failure. You are not a screw-up. You are not a sinner. You are not unwanted. You are not orphaned. You are not abandoned. You are not neglected. You are not forgotten. You're chosen. Chosen by this really, really big God. Who when he breathes, he puts the stars into the night sky. You're chosen. Rise up, man of God. Rise up, woman of God. You've been chosen. You're in. Free ticket. Choice is yours. God says, I choose you. But here's the thing. See, you can be led by the Spirit into sonship of God, or you can be led by your own flesh into sin which separates you from God. Tonight, you can be a Barabbas or you can be a son of God. You can be a daughter of God. You can be royalty because Christ came so that you could be. You're chosen. You're chosen. You're wanted. You are deeply loved. You are known. You are seen. Your voice is heard. You're cared about. You're thought about. You're someone's dream come true.
You are no longer Barabbas, but you are chosen, a friend of God, forgiven, free. God, I thank you for your word. God, I thank you for who you are. God, would you burn your word on our hearts tonight? God, I'm saying pick me. Pick me, God. I want to be yours. I want to be chosen. I want to be fully yours. I want to be your daughter. I want to be your kid. I want to be your favorite. Choose me. God, I thank you for these students. That you love them. You call them by name. You choose them. They're yours. And God, they don't have to stand there and be ashamed anymore. They don't have to be the Barabbas that everyone's chanting at. God, what love you have lavished on us. God, we, want, we don't want to be led by our flesh into sin, which further separates us from you. But God, we want to be people who are led by your spirit so that we can be the true children of God. Would you teach us? Help us, Holy Spirit. Teach us how to be your kids. Tonight we cry out to you. Abba, Father, we love you. We love you. Thank you for coming so that we can be free, God. Thank you that we are the true children of you, God. In Jesus' name. Amen. Here's what we're going to do without talking. 